Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode 360 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on Talk Show. Taylor Phillips, follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and join its Facebook group. Lewis Tenor with me, my national sports reporter. Pistons, let's get to them first. They took advantage of 25 Golden State Warrior turnovers. And they upset the Golden State Warriors 115 to 107. They upset the defending champions at Oracle Arena. The defending NBA champions for crying out loud. 25 turnovers by the Warriors. The Pistons take advantage because they fight hard. They fought hard tonight just like last night. In LA, earned a win there. They earned a win tonight too. They're five and two. I know it's still early, but man, I gotta tell you what, the Pistons are actually proving that they don't even need Boban Marjanovic. As much as I love, as much as I love the way he plays offense, it's the truth. The, the truth is starting to hurt even more. That the Pistons are better off without him. Even even if John Lewis stinks. Pistons are off until Tuesday at 10.30 when they play the Los Angeles Lakers. They will play at, go back to Staples Center, and we will have a, an in-game chat on there at 10.40. Perhaps. Man, what a win for the Pistons. Hmm. They upset the defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors, who are usually all but invincible at home. And the Warriors are uh, probably having a little bit of a hangover, but uh, they're better than that. They came back to beat the Wizards two nights ago, but they couldn't ba- they couldn't come back to beat the Pistons, a mediocre team that actually fought hard. Studied, studied the Golden State Warriors well. I give them credit. First win at Golden State since November 13th of 2008. I almost forgot to mention that. It's amazing. Nine years in the making.
I guess that made my night, and that was enough. Just enough to make my night. And forget about the Lions, too. They couldn't even, they couldn't even nearly reach the end zone. They tried to on fourth and goal, not once but twice, second time late in the game. And they were just undisciplined and inconsistent against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 20-15 to 15 Steelers win it, by the way. And, yeah, they are the same old lines, of course. They're now three and four. Pittsburgh Steelers, six and two. It, it doesn't piss me off at, at all. Not one bit. I'm numb to it. It's just the same old Lions. One playoff win in 60 years. Hashtag one playoff win in 60 years. And your meeting tree still hasn't done, still hasn't uploaded a video of the Lions being a low cow or a, or just a complete historical dumpster fire, whichever you may call it. And I am, and I alone am begging for urinating tree. to upload a video about how historically terrible the Lions franchise has been ever since Martha ever since the Ford family started owning the joint you know owning the franchise you know you know what I'm talking about The Lions are now one and three at home. They go to Green Bay next week at Lambeau Field and play the Packers Sunday at eight thirty on Monday at eight thirty on ESPN. And even though the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore for the rest of the season, for the because he's got a broken collarbone. The Packers are still going to win. Uh, the Lions, two and two and one on the road. They almost came back to beat the Saints, but they still lost because they trailed forty-five to ten. And they choked it in the end. 
see what we got coming up Monday here. I know it's I know it's Monday night football, but I wonder if the Red Wings are playing tomorrow night. No, the the Red Wings are off until Tuesday at Little Caesars Arena <coughs> when they play the Arizona Coyotes, who are still winless. The Wings are five six and one, coming off a three two shootout win at the Florida Panthers Saturday night at BB and T Center in Sunrise, Florida. Nyquist, the game time goal in the second period, game winning goal in the shootout. The lone goal in the shootout, too, just to prove it. That doesn't that doesn't change anything anyway. Well, the, the Wings still have a chance to beat the Coyotes, but then again, you never know. They could actually give one away at home. Whatever. Or it could go to, the, to overtime. Or shoot out. They still win. Whatever. All right. Uh, you got the World Series on. At the end of seven, the Houston Astros came back and now they lead the Dodgers 11-8. to So that being said, it's time for Lewis Tenor's National Sports Report. King Louie, take it away. My question is, is there going to be anybody left in the game by the time they get to the ninth inning? Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, let's start off with the NFL uh, today. Falcons upset my Jets 25-20. Thanks a lot. Uh, McCallan, though, had a pretty good day. 257 passing yards and two touchdowns. Kevin Coleman had 82 uh, rushing yards on on 14 carries, and Robbie Anderson had 104 receiving yards and one touchdown. In the early bird special today, which was at at 9.30, the Vikings were over the Browns, 33-16. Case Keenum had 288 passing yards and two touchdowns. Isaiah Cronwell... uh, Crowell had 64 rushing yards, 11 carries, and one touchdown. And Thien had 98 receiving yards and one touchdown. Continuing on, the Bills uh, took care of the Raiders this afternoon, 34-14. Derek Carr had 313 passing yards and one touchdown. Sean McCoy had 151 Rushing yards and one touchdown and 21 carries. And Michael Crabgrass, I mean Crabtree, had 83 receiving yards. That was sarcasm, folks. Here was a doozy of a game today. The Bengals edged the Colts 24-23. Andy Dalton had 243 passing yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Joe Mixon, 18 uh, rushing yards, 11 carries, and also had 65 receiving yards. Not much of a day, though, for him. Patriots over the Chargers, 21-13. Brady had 333 passing yards and one touchdown despite getting sacked. Uh, Melvin Gordon had 132 rushing yards on 14 carries and one touchdown. And James White, 
had 85, re- 85 receiving yards. Saints over the Bears, 20 to 12. Drew Brees, 299 passing yards. Jordan Howard had a had 102 rushing yards on 23 carries, and McBride had 92 receiving yards. Eagles, no trouble today over the 49ers, 33-10. Carson Wentz had 211 passing yards and two touchdowns. Corey Clement had 54 rushing yards on 10 carries, and Aston Jeffrey had 62 receiving yards and one touchdown. Panthers over the Buccaneers, 17-3. James Winston had 210 uh, passing yards and two interceptions. Doug Martin had 71 rushing yards and 18 carries. And Cameron Wright had 64 receiving yards. Close one here. The Seahawks edged the Texans 41-38. Russell Wilson had a heck of a day, 462 passing yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 62, uh, 67 rushing yards and eight carries. And Hopkins had 224 receiving yards and one touchdown. Cowboys came through today against the Redskins, 33-19. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Dak Prescott had 143 passing yards. Elliott. Ezekiel had 160 rushing yards and two touchdowns, and Des Bryant had 39 receiving yards. And in the game we just saw, Steelers over the Lions, 20-15. Matthew Stafford had 429 passing yards. LeVon Bell had 76 rushing yards and one touchdown. And Juju Smith had 193 receiving yards and one touchdown. All right, as we're in week seven now, the standings do become a little bit more uh, noteworthy, so let's do it. And in the American Football Conference, we start with the NFC East, as the Patriots lead the East with 6-2, Buffalo 5-2-0, Dolphins 4-3-0, and the Jets 3-5-0. I don't think they had their bye yet. In the North, Steelers are 6-2-0, Ravens are 4-4-0, Bengals, 3-4-0, and the hapless Browns are 0-8-0 and looking worse every day. Sorry. South, Titans, 4-3-0, as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans are 3-4-0, and the Colts last at 2-6-0. And the West, Chiefs are, they lead the West at 5-2-0. Denver is 3-3-0, have a game pending tomorrow night, though. Uh, the Chargers, 3-5-0, as well as the Raiders, 3-5-0. Now to the National Football Conference. Eagles continue to pour it on as they're 7-1-0. Cowboys, 4-3-0. Redskins, 3-4-0. And the Giants, who have a bye this week, are 1-6-0. And if there's any luck, they're going to fire uh, you-know-who later on. <laughs> nah. In the in the North, Vikings, 6-2-0. Packers are 4-3-0, Lions are now 3-4-0, and the Bears are 3-5-0. And in the South, the Saints are 5-2-0, Panthers are 5-3-0, Falcons are 
4-3-0 and thanks to today's win against the Jets. Uh, and the Buccaneers are 2-5-0. Oh, the West. <laughs> the Seahawks lead the division at 5-2-0. Tied the division 5-2-0 with the Dodgers. Uh, Rams, rather. The Cardinals are 3-4-0. And the Ford Aires are 0-8-0. Question is, who is going to get um, the first win? Or are they not going to get... Either of them going to get any wins at all. And tomorrow's game, the Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That's an 8:30 game, of course. All right. So now uh, let's go to let's go to uh, NHL. Only three games on the schedule tonight. So uh, we'll take care of that right away, right away. And it goes like this: the Ducks over the Hurricanes, 4-3. Perry scores the goal in the shootout for the win. Wheeler scores three of the Jets' five goals in the first to clobber the Pens 7-1. The defending uh, champions look a little vulnerable. And the Flames over the Capitals 2-1. That game just ended a little while ago. All right, so standings go this way. In the Atlantic, the uh, Lightning lead the division... The Eastern Conference Atlantic at 9-2-1 at 19 points. Senators are 5-1-5 at 15 points. Maple Leafs are 7-4-0 at 14 points. The Red Wings are 5-6-1 at 11 points. Bruins, 4-3-2 at 10 points. Panthers, 4-5-1 at 9 points. Sabres, 3-7-2 at 8 points. And Montreal is 3-7-1 at Seven points in the Metropolitan Division, which is looking well, rather shabby. It goes like this: Devils eight two and zero at sixteen points. The uh, <clears throat> Pittsburgh Penguins is seven five and one fifteen points. Blue Jackets seven four and zero fourteen points. Islanders six four and one at thirteen points. Flyers six five and zero at twelve points. Yeah. Capitals are 5-6-1 at 11 points. Hurricanes are 4-4-2 at 10 points. And the Rangers are 3-7-2 at 8 points. Well, looking a little bit better, but still needs some work. In the Western Conference, Blues are 9-2-1 at 19 points. Jets are far back at 5-3-1 at only 12 points. We got a log jam here with 12 points. Dallas is 6-5-0 at 12 points. Avalanche are... 6-5-1-0 at 12 points. Uh, Friars are 5-4-2 at 12 points. And the Blackhawks are 5-5-2 at 12 points. And Minnesota Wild, 4-3-2, only 10 points. <laughs> Got a long jam here. <laughs> All right, in the Pacific, the uh, Kings are 9-1-1 at 19 points. Golden Knights, 8-1-0 at 16 points. Canucks, 6-3-1, 13 points. Ducks, 13 points at... Six four and one. Six four and one. Flames six six zero at twelve points. Sharks are five five zero at ten points. Oilers three six and one at seven points. And do we even want to go there? Arizona oh ten and one at one point. Ugh. And gets more embarrassing every day. All right. So now we're going to the NBA. And it goes this way. 
NBA, the Knicks over the Cavaliers, 114-95. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 36 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds. LeBron James had 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. And now they've won two in a row. Uh, the Bucks over the Hawks, 117-106. The Greek Freak had 23 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Dennis Schroeder had 21 points, 8 assists, and 2 rebounds. Pacers over the Spurs, 97-94. Paul Gasol had 17 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. The uh, Barnes had 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 2 assists. The Nuggets over the Nets, 124-111. Joick had 21 points, 14 rebounds, and 4 assists. Spencer Dinwell, Dinwell 24 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. The Hornets over the Magic, 120-113. Simmons had 27 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. And Walker had 34 points, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds. Warriors over the Kings, 110-83. Wall had 19 points, 9 assists, and 2 rebounds. Uh, Bogdanovich, 15 points, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist. And the Pistons over the Warriors, 115-107. Reggie Jackson, 22 points, 6 assists, and 3 rebounds. And Curry had 27 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds. I don't mean Reggie Jackson, the baseball player. Thank you very much. All right, so now we'll go to the standings. And it goes this way. And it looks a little bit better now. So in the Eastern Conference, we have, wow, the Pistons are 5-2. and two. Uh, Game and a half, half game back ahead of the Wizards at 4-2. and two. The Celtics are also 4-2, as well as the Magic and the Bucks. A logjam. The Raptors are 3-2. The Hornets are 3-3. The Nets are 3-4. Cavaliers are 3-4. The Heat are 2-3. The Knicks are 2-3. The Sixers are 2-4. The Bulls are 1-4, and, and the Hawks are 1-6. Western Conference. The Grizzlies are five and one. The Clippers are four and one. Rockets are five and two. Spurs and Warriors are four and two. I'm uh, sorry. Blazers and Spurs are four and two. Warriors are four and three. Wolves, Jazz, and Wolves, Jazz, Nuggets, and Pelicans are all three and three, as well as the Thunder. The Lakers are two and four. Thunder two and four. Kings are one and five, and the Mavericks are one and six. I was expecting I was expecting better from them. And this game is going completely nuts. Is now the Dodgers are now it's now eleven to nine, the top of the eighth. I don't believe it. This game is completely nuts. All right, that takes care of the scores for the day. So now under the news headlines, history was made today as Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson surpasses Kurt Warner with 19 touchdowns in the first seven games of his pro career. That's already just just amazing. All right, continuing on down the line here. The NBA suspends Wizards guard Carrick, Felix, and forward Marquise Morris one game for leaving the bench during Friday's altercation that was between Bradley Beal and Draymond Green. The suspension is without pay and will serve in the next game each player is able to play. 
the incident occurred during Friday night. Yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get for leaving the bench. <laughs> yeah, well, that's something you shouldn't have even been doing in the first place. All right, continuing on down the line here. Okay, Chicago, uh, Chargers defensive. The Chargers have set a new record by getting his 19th career sack in only his 20th game, coming in the second quarter. It was on the Patriots' 44-yard line. And the sack was against Brady. Ooh. He was sacked for a nine-yard loss, making the play even better. Bears tight and Zach Miller was carried off the playing field in the third quarter with a dislocated left knee and later was ruled out for the remainder of the game. He was taken to the hospital. Several members of the Houston Texans uh-huh. the Houston Texans took a knee and joined locked in arms during the national anthem today, uh, wide receiver Dennis Hopkins and rookie running back Donta Freeman skipped practice on Friday over comments made by owner Bob McNair, referring to his team as inmates. McNair made an apology on Friday, then clarified his comments on Saturday, saying, I was not referring to the team as inmates when I, when I made that regretful comment. And it was made at the owner's meeting last week. Dwayne Brown spoke out against McNair's comments, saying it was very disrespectful. Brown was added to the roster on Saturday, ending his season-ending holdout, and took to the field. Sixers rookie guard Marquise Fultz will miss three weeks with a right shoulder injury. It does not appear to be having any structured damage to his right shoulder, but is dealing with soreness and Muscle imbalance. Fultz was selected number one overall in the draft this year. Just when you thought the, Philly, uh, the Sixers were going to get better, they're not. Why am I not surprised? All right. The Nationals uh, appear to have been naming Dave Martinez to become the team's next manager. This will take place after the World, after the World Series. Martinez signed a three-year deal with an option. Uh, the source told ESPN's Confirming um, a report by the Washington Post, the value of the pack that includes a fourth-year option. Martinez becomes the seventh full-time manager since the Nationals moved from Montreal when they were the Expos. He played for nine different teams during his playing career and was bench coach under Joe Madden with Tampa from 2008 to 2014, then followed Madden to the Cubs. Jerry Jones is among the owners in trying to halt Roger Goodell's extension, the contract extension. Sources involved told ESPN that there is a growing difference of opinion among owners on his performance, on the performance of Goodell as the current commissioner. That, according to sources, given the league's recent troubles, the owners are not happy with Goodell in the front office and a slew of issues steaming from anthem protests regarding uh, also regarding the relocation of teams to Los Angeles, and the handling of the Ray Rice domestic violence situation uh, dispute. All that happiness, this group of is, owners is skeptical, skeptical that they would be able to fire Goodell, according to sources. So it looks like, though, he is going to stay despite all the troubles that have been plaguing uh, him. Oakland ace catcher, Bruce Maxwell was arrested on a gun charge early 
uh, rather late yesterday. Oof. It never ends. All right. Uh, Anthony Davis returned to the Pelicans uh, last night after seeing on two games with a left knee injury and had a double-double of 30 points and 14 rebounds. An MRI on his knee came back negative, said by Coach Alvin Gentry. That was on Tuesday. Russell Westbrook scored another triple-double. That's now he's against 29 teams. He has scored a triple-double against all except for the team he currently played for, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder. He scored 13 points, had 12 rebounds, and 12 assists. Okay, not exactly earth-shattering, but enough to give him his 82nd career triple-double. 82. That's, wow. Uh, the Celtics were granted $8.4 million by the NBA for a player exception for Gordon Hayward. The Celtics have until March 10th to utilize the exception, which was expected to be granted. Hayward suffered a dislocated left ankle as well as a fractured tibia in the opening game and will not return this season. With an open spot on the roster, the Celtics can claim or trade for a player on the last year of their contract. Teams must have a rostered spot to use, and the Celtics have one with 14 players under contract. This is the largest disabled player exception since 1995. Hmm, that makes me feel old. Uh, Warriors forward Draymond Green say he took the exception with Houston Texans owner Bobby McNair describing players as inmates. Green gave us two cents on that remark after the NBA shootout on Friday, saying, I won't play for anyone viewing me as an inmate since I have never done anything in my life to become an inmate. You're either in a hospital or a prison. That's pretty strong stuff. And I'm not in either one. Well, weren't you born in a hospital, pal? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, by the way, um, I forgot to mention the name was Joey Bosa, who had that had that um, accomplishment today in the game. So just to see if I missed anything else. Oh, yeah, just to get on the um, Houston here. With four passing touchdowns today against the Seahawks, Houston Texans rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson continues historic start, surpassing Kurt Warner with 19 touchdowns through his first seven career NFL games, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Watson also passed Peyton Manning, Marcus Mariota, and Dak Prescott for the most three passing touchdown games in a season, four by a, by a rookie quarterback since the merger of 1970. Sometimes the rookies will surprise you, folks. Watson's first touchdown came on the first series of the game and was a 59-yard pass to wide-open Will Fuller. Watson later found Fuller for a 20-yard touchdown in the second quarter. The record-tying touchdown pass was a two-yard pass to running back Lamar Miller. His fourth was a 72-yard pass to DeAndre Hopkins, who had eight catches and 224 yards. Yowza. Watson's fourth touchdown gave the Texans a 38-34 lead. The rookie quarterback finished 19-34, 402 yards and three interceptions, including a first-quarter pick six. Wow. 
I tell you, when they have good days at the office, they have good days at the office. All right, so you know what? Why don't we go to um, tomorrow's game schedule, if we may, and we'll do it like this. Starting with the NBA, on Mischief Night, no less. Oh, boy, that's all we need. And it goes like this. The Spurs will take on the Celtics at 7.30. The Timberwolves will face the Heat at 7.30. Denver will face my Knicks at 7.30. Good luck. Sixers will take on the Rockets at 8. Hornets will take on the Grizzlies at 8. And Orlando Magic will take on the Pelicans at 8 o'clock. All these games are Eastern time, by the way. At 9 o'clock, it'll be the Mavericks taking on the Jazz. At 10 o'clock, the Raptors will take on the Blazers. And in the Battle of the Golden State, it'll be the Warriors versus the Clippers at 10.30. Remember, California is known as the Golden State. All right, all right. I know, I know. That was bad. I know. And we'll check the NHL because we have hmm, only uh, yeah, we have eight games tomorrow night. And it goes like this. The Vegas Knights will take on the Islanders at 7 o'clock. The Coyotes will take on the Criers, I mean Flyers, at 7. You know how much I can't stand the Flyers. Uh, Bruins will face the Blue Jackets at 7. Canadians will take on the Senators at 7.30. In the Battle of Florida, Lightning will take on the Panthers at 7.30. Kings versus the Blues at 8. The Stars will face the Canucks at 10. And the Maple Leafs will take on the Sharks, or rather jump the Sharks, at 10.30. I had to say that. All right, uh, those are my notes for the evening. I'll turn it back over to you as we now enter the bottom of the eighth. Houston leading L.A. 11-9. to nine. Take it away. Yeah, we're going to keep it here, here. Here, um, cover the rest of the game here. Following eight, Dodgers make some defensive changes. Chris Taylor, third base. Marlon Gonzalez against Sin Granny. Lowen inside, ball one, one, one. Marlon Gonzalez is over three. The series tied at two, games apiece. Here's a line drive to left, and that's caught. One up, one down. Andre, eight here. It's already there. So Marlon Gonzalez is over four. Brian McCann is next. He's over three. Grounded out in the sixth inning, his last time up. Pitch is high and inside, it almost hit him. All one. Mm. One and oh. Stripling is warming up in the Dodgers' bullpen. There's a fly ball. Adios. That's going to hit the upper deck. No, not quite. It's gone, though. It's now 12-9 Astros. First homer on the postseason for Brian McCann. 
about time. Just another insurance run for the Houston Astros. They are already on the verge. Three games to two World Series lead, and Dave Roberts is going to make a pitching change. He's not wasting any time. So it's 12 9 Dodgers with one out after a Brian McCann home run. Anything else, Lewis? Um, no, I think that covers it, but I'll make a comment on this. I mean, they were looking at this time to be a pitcher's duel. I mean, you had the two best pitchers going at each other tonight, and uh, this is far from pitchers' duel. This has been like a slug. This has been a slugfest. It kind of reminds of Game One, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Dodgers come down to a four nothing lead. The Houston Astros came back to tie it on a Jose Altuve three run home run. Yeah. I want to. I want to cover. I want to cover a couple things that I missed. Uh, Lions wise, teams have been and. It, NFL teams have been interested in trading for Lions tight end Eric Ebron. They've also been um, interested in trading for retired wide receiver Calvin Johnson, Megatron. So, Ed Smith and I are going to discuss that either Monday night or Tuesday morning. I'm going to I'm going to try to get him on Messenger here. See what his schedule looks like. He must be already falling asleep. Found something I did find something. Go ahead. I did find something interesting here. Um, it says, if the Astros have a lead in the ninth inning tonight, uh, we're almost there, and likely in any remaining game in the World Series, Kevin Giles will stay put in the bullpen. Manager A.J. Hinch informed Giles that he'd be removed from the closer role after another dismal performance last night, 6-2, when the loss against the Dodgers. That even the series at two games apiece. He says, though, he wasn't surprised. Hinch said before... Uh, game five at Minute Maid Park. He understands that he wants to be there for his teammates. I just found that up here. Okay, and I guess we're going back to the game. Yep. There will be no post game tomorrow night or any game because because there are because the Pistons and Red Wings have off. The Lions already played tonight. They got. They they sell for five 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 field goals and lost by five. Tripling delivers a strike to George Springer, who's one for two. Curveball on the outside corner for strike one. Twenty one twenty one home runs hit this series.
George Springer walked twice and scored three runs. Now time is called. 1-1 is the count. Playing a mess, one, two, or a called strike, rather. Dodgers bullpen has been struggling here. Seven hits given up, four home runs, six runs by five pitchers in just two and two-thirds innings tonight. Down low, two and two. Now it's three and two. Bases empty and one out. Springer on the verge of drawing a walk here. Either that or striking out. Here's a line drive in a right center field for a single at least. Uh, yeah. He's on. He reaches base for the fourth straight time. One out, Springer on first. This this series will head back to Los Angeles for game six Tuesday night. I the, longest, I... the longest nine inning game, four hours, 19 minutes. That was back in 2003. I thought he was going to go for two, but um, looking at it like now, nah, he's going to sell for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seeing, yeah, you can't. Yeah, there, there, there was no chance for a double. I thought he was going to stretch it out, but then looking at it again, like, okay, he's going to just sell for one. Foul ball on one. Alex Bregman is one for three. And a ground ball third. Five, four, three. Double play. And we go to the ninth inning. 12-9 Dodgers. Uh, 12-9 Astros. Lewis. I found something that uh, you might be uh, interested in. Uh, ESPN 300 offensive lineman. Uh, of course, is a prospect. Uh, his name is... 
Emil Ekior, I think, um, flipped his commitment from Michigan to Alabama on Sunday. Uh, he's the number 52 prospect and had been wavering on his commitment to the Wolverines for a few weeks and ultimately made a decision to switch schools. This was tweeted in a statement regarding his decision. Uh, I have a little bit more on that. And it says here, okay, uh, Egear had recently taken a visit to Alabama and canceled a trip to Michigan before making the decision to to decommit. Alabama now has eight ESPN 300 commitments in the 2018 class, while Michigan is left with five. Well, five isn't terrible. Uh, Each year, though, is Michigan's highest-ranked commitment and is now the second-highest-ranked commitment to Alabama behind Xavier Williams, who is number 29 overall. I thought this was concerning Michigan. I thought you wanted to know that. All right, let's see if I can find anything else here. Ooh. All right. Oh, yeah. Here was no one I overlooked. Florida, Jim McEwen, part ways uh, with defensive coordinator Randy Shannon. Uh, Shannon's name, interim coach. It says that um, they have mutually part ways as the football coach claimed, I mean, family members and players received death threats last week, which the school was unable to verify. Oof. Uh, he claims that McEwen's claims created a different storyline and caused a lot of distractions. Athletic Director Scott Strickland said that at Sunday's news conference. Strickland also added, there is more than just wins and losses. And I'll leave it at that. Defensive coordinator Randy Shannon will serve as the interim head coach. Shannon, who was Miami's head coach from 2007 to 2010, was promoted to defensive coordinator in January. Gators are 3-4 and 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 3-3 in the conference and will play Missouri on Saturday. And Florida must win their last four games to have any chance of becoming eligible. Okay, top of the ninth, and away we go. Delivers high to Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellinger, 1-0, 2 for 4 and a 2 on home run. Fastball inside, two balls, no strikes against the Dodger. The two all outside, three and all. Down to three L. Just down the inside just on the outside corner for strike one. Three and one. I figure he's gonna take that one for a strike anyway. Uh, 
chances are that 3-1-3-0 pitch is almost always going to be a strike. Yeah. They're that ready. 3-1 is low for ball four in the leadoff walk. Devensky is Devensky's delivery is uh, looks looks kind of crooked from, from what I've seen here tonight. Just minutes ago, especially from the first pitch of it happening. Justin Verlander will pitch game six for Houston. Bowling fourth side up next. Four with a double of single. Jeff Moss told was was told that it was Dave Burkett that Jim Col- Colwell told to calm down. What a wasted opportunity for Burkett to go Walter Sopchak on JC. 0-2 on Forsyth, the former Tampa Bay Ray. Liriano and Musgrove warming up in the bullpen for the Astros. The 0-2 popped up foul into the seats. Yasiel Puig on deck. He's 0 for 4. And he's due. Swing and a miss. Strike three. He gone. Oh, yeah. Yasiel Pleed takes on the outside corner for strike one. Pleed flight out in the seventh inning his last time up. Fouls one away, strike two. Bellinger on first, one out. Neo to the plea. 
slider outside. Or curveball, I should say, whichever. One and two. Just a one-hand swing, nicely timed, nicely. Executed, we is rewarded. Barnes up next, takes high for ball one. He's one for four. Now, one, wow. now we have a new record, 22 home runs in a World Series, a single World Series. The most amount. And this was the year of the home run. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame that Houston Astro fan for throwing it back. Yeah. One and one at Barnes. Jansen warming up for the Dodgers in case. Swing and a miss on a high heater from Devensky at 96 on the gun. One and yeah. two. That's a muster on that ball. Yeah. Jack Peterson on deck. Last night's hero. One, two, line drive. Left center field. I'm going to get down. Barnes is going to try to stretch it to a double, and he's just barely safe. They might want to look at this one. Hmm. Initial call is safe. As of now, Barnes has a double. No, Barnes got it. Yeah, he got it. No need for a challenge there.
now Jack Peterson with a chance to at least tie it with a with one swing. First pitch. Curveball, high strike, hole and one. The one a low strike at the knees on the outside corner. Ball and two. Hmm. Two plus to take. It didn't look like a strike. Mm-hmm. Plus my eyes deceive me. High chopper to short. Korea to first. Two out. Barnes to third. Here's Chris Taylor. One for four with a single, a hit by pitch, and a run score. First pitch. Pop up foul out of play. one way too high ball one one and one one and one is oh man outside they say that was weird it looked like it was on the corner. Yeah. But it's two and one. Oh, just missed by less, by like a small fraction of an inch. By like less than a millimeter. Less than two millimeters, actually. This is a good one. Bullseye. At 96, 2-2. Two two. Astros are one strike away from getting out of here with a 3-2 series lead.
Barnes on third, or Bellinger on third, or Bellinger, Barnes on third, 2-2, wide drive, and we are tied at 12. In figures. The Dodgers were down to their last strike. And Chris Taylor delivered an RBI single center to tie it up. Seager, as Taylor goes, flies out to center. Then we head to the bottom of the ninth, tied at 12. Looks like James will pitch. Hmm. Let's see. I think I'll continue on with that article from the employer's head coach. Um, Shugan said that he met with McEwen uh, yesterday morning, and the University of Florida officials uh, uh, took on with negotiations with McEwen's agent, Jimmy Sexton. The Gators advised Sexton that they have intended to fire McEwen with cause and believe that owed him nothing because McEwen failed to alert university officials about the alleged death threats against his family and players, sources familiar with the negotiations, told ESPN. And it was later released on a Twitter message. <laughs> released on Twitter. Can't you just do it the normal way? <laughs> now head to the bottom of the night. This has been this has been some game. And they're not even going to commercial. But just how do you like that? Must have ran out of sponsors. Oh, All right. So let's see. Anything else to come with? Okay. Wayne Brown on kneeling for Anthem team felt sense of unity playing for each other. It says here in the article, uh, the display by the Texans comes after, of course, McNair's controversial inmates running the prison committee, which was said during the October 18th meeting in which owners talked about business concerns Related to players processing during the national anthem. Okay, we're in the bottom of the ninth. Let's go. So here's Kaylee Jensen. This postseason, four out of five save save opportunities. Twelve innings pitched, two hit, two earned runs, six hits. Brandon McCarthy has been added to the to the active roster. I'm getting word from Joe Buck.
and Jansen's do what for the pitching. Altuve, he fouled one off on two. Whether the game ends or not, after this ninth inning, we will sign off. The O2. Jordan's were dismissed. High heater, slide in the mm. center, one out. What's that? In other words, we, we, we will be dismissed. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because it's already getting past your bedtime. And I had to work early at 10 a.m. Thankfully, that, that's actually my own advantage because I have a chance to set up the salad bar the right way. Oh. Popped up right side. Is it playable? Yes. Just barely. Two out. Great catch made by Cody Bellinger. Knee on top of the wall. Both knees on top of the wall.
Now here's Korea. Or yearly Guriel. One for four with a three run homer on the fourth. Inside one and one. Popped up. Foul and out of play. One and two. One, two is in the dirt, two and two. In the dirt and outside. The two, two. Fly ball on the left center field. Is that carry? It's off the wall. Uriel with a two-out double, and the Astros with a chance to win. He almost hit that thing out. Yeah, over four. Josh Reddick, over four, yes. Evan Gaddis, however, on deck. Both teams are relevant no matter who wins this series. Cameron Maven will pitch one for Yuli Uriel. Uriel. Yuli Uriel. Cameron Maven, the former Detroit Tiger. Verlander, another former Tiger, will start game six. 
and it is necessary now. If the series is already tied two. Fastball high ball one. One and oh. The Reddick. The one oh. Swing and a miss. One just popped out. Easier to let Hill make the catch, and we go to the 10. So that's the post game, episode 360 on Talk Show. We'll be back Tuesday night at 11. For, for Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and join the Facebook group. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.